Okay, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. And I've been listening to 610 since back in the 80s. This is the best combination for afternoon drive time sports radio I've ever heard. Show, Clint, you guys got it going on, man. I really appreciate your show. Best hair at the station, this entire show right here. React to that. Clint, you can put your toes up in the river, my man, and pop that cord light. I love beer. Hey, gentlemen. A show and a Clinton show. I love the show. You guys are great. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Somebody out there listening right Ooh, now. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. Is that Mike Hot Top? I'm going to kick your ass, Tyler. <laughs> Whoa, what? You're talking all that, man. What's up? How y'all doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubeblade. Ah, uh, The Drive is live and in color. Clint Sterner's in the building, and uh, Tyler is out just uh, now rubbing it in, just sending pictures. Uh, repeatedly at will to us, and I've already told him I'm insanely jealous, but he continues to show send pictures of him with drinks, great weather, just enjoying himself. It's really borderline starting to piss me off, to be honest with you, but have a good time. It's nothing he's doing. I'm just jealous. Just be honest. No, it is something he's doing. Why is he sending these pictures? Have you scheduled the uh have you scheduled your Cabo trip? I think he's trying to get you to I think he's trying to get you to just go ahead and schedule that old trip. I got a Miami trip. I mean that's different. That's a whole different I know, get down. but I mean that's, that's a whole the, that's different closest, get down. That's the closest that I'm I'm getting. Why why would you go to Miami instead of Cabo? That's a very, very well, poor decision. It's, it's not a poor it just happens. It's Court, a, Courtney's got a little work event in oh, Miami. Well, that's, not, that's not a vacation. That's just no, that's she's got a work event in Miami and then it ends Thursday. I'm gonna come in there. We're gonna have a little weekend You're together in Miami. You, that, now that's nice. That's, that's well. Right. well that's not slide. a. That's not a vacation. Go, you don't, this conversation. That's not a vacation. You, you don't get that. Hold you, on. That's not a vacation. I'm gonna give you. You Friday, need to Saturday, schedule Sunday. a Cabo trip. Quit trying to quit shifting gears and and, and, and steering me so over Cabo to Cabo is only vacation. Yeah, we're talking about you scheduling. <laughs> we're talking about you scheduling a vacation out of the country to a beautiful place, and you're talking about piggybacking on your damn on your wife's on your wife's work trip. That's a different deal. Hey, listen. You trying to you trying to save listen, some? I don't want to some... play this card. <laughs> you trying to get that old company round trip flight? Three, ain't you? I got three kids. Damn it! <laughs> I just bought bed furniture for all of them. <laughs> Shout out to those out there. I'm telling you, Clint's not here. Landry, good luck because it's coming. You may not think so. Too, My wife told me last night she got a bed. She got a, a floor bed for the baby. Okay. Well, wow. Okay. Jumping in, huh? And, and uh, I looked in there this morning. It's in styrofoam still. So yeah, guys, yeah. I got to put it together. I'm just saying, those of you who know that moment, that moment as a parent when your last kid is out of the uh, crib of the crib, and you got real beds in the house, and you get to take them out that crib. Now I'm scared to death that that nut can get in and out of the bed by himself. <laughs> and, now he, and now he knows how to open up. I went to take the trash out yesterday. He came right behind me. Bam! Opened up the garage door like it ain't nothing. I, I said, oh, God, he can unlock and open up every one of these doors in this house. Hey, as big as he is, he, he'd be carrying that garbage out for you for too long. <laughs> yeah, it is, but man. But no, man, new beds, baby, in the house. So, yeah, man, I, I you know, I can't just, you know, I got I to gotta schedule my trips wisely. Uh, I know you better than that. I got to schedule my trip. I know you. I know your old penny pinching ass. I know you better than that. Get down to Cabo, man. Get down down to Cabo, man. By the way, you know how in the open, Tyler's created best hair at the station. My man Chris said right in my ear, I got the best hair in the station. He's got, I'm going to be honest with you. 
I was going to say, wow, it's, Chris it's, stepping out. You feel comfortable I mean, about that, don't you? At the moment, I, I mean, if we want to go, if we want to get into layers, call me when you're 45. But but there's, uh, I mean, <laughs> a, a, as we sit right now, no no uh, details. It's, it's it's pretty solid, man. Yeah, I think so. He might. Yeah, Figgy. Figgy's got good hair. Figgy adds color. Figgy, Figgy adds color. Figgy Figgy has Figgy's effort. Figgy's color. effort is 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 significantly better than anybody else's in here. That's Brandon's longevity. Oh yeah, Ski, Skis. He's just he's just letting it go. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah. When he especially when he comes in, he's kind of similar to me. When he comes in, he really gets it tight. Yeah, then he's in a good spot. Sometimes he looks like Wayne. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right, baby. I know. I know. I go and I go. I'm, don't worry. I'm on week three and a half right here in my haircut. Got a <laughs> got a trip to go to week three and a half. <laughs> three and a half. Yeah, man. I, I need to go. I'm When's your Miami trip? You're gonna no, pick me back on. I'm not going home. to Miami, but I got to go to Chicago coming up in a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. So, so what you trying, trying to you trying to hold out until right to, before you go? No, no, it's not a couple of weeks, but no, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go in. Got to go to a wedding. Got to, you know, I got to. No, I'm talking about before you leave. Are you yeah, trying to I'm hold trying, between no, now and then? You don't want to probably get two cuts before I leave. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. I don't think you should skimp on the cut. Man. Yeah, I, yeah, I can. it's just it's rough. You got a really good thing going, there. man. You need I looked up in there and went in. I was about to go tighten it up myself, and I said, no. Yeah. I mean, you just look. I mean, you're a scarf guy with some with some big rim glasses. That that doesn't always roll with like not taking care of your not getting your your edge up and not taking care of your beard. You know, just a different vibe. You know, you gonna go scarfs and then big rim glasses, man. You got to the upkeep's got to be there. Them big rim glasses. and big rims, baby. I like, I like I like them. The more fades too, boy. They just fade. Like you remember when the, when the painting your old pickup truck got got real popular when you started at one color at the top and it would fade to the other one. And Shodan Shodan got him pair Lokes like that now <laughs> the fade. The fade. all right a lot to get to listen we gotta uh, uh, we're gonna have to address that greg cosell audio a little bit later on that was mm. that was aggressive on anthony richardson but uh the quarterback spoke today quarterbacks were at the podium today and and this was a big one for for many uh first time you get a chance to hear this is all a part of the job interview everybody is watching these things and i think play a couple of play a couple of clips of of, of guys Bryce Young, this was Bryce Young. He was asked the question about um, about his meeting with the Texans. This is what he had to say. Yeah, you know, I, my, my meeting with the Texans was, was great. You know, I was I was super, super happy to be in that room. Um, again, it's amazing staff. And, you know, to be able to talk ball with them, um, you know, them, them asked me some questions and, and me to learn more about them, them to learn more about me. Um, it was a great environment. And, you know, again, just being in that room, um, you know, I, I got a lot of wisdom, so I'm, I'm super grateful for it. All right, that was uh, that was Bryce, CJ, and then by the way, the Texans have met with all reported now all four of the top quarterbacks there: Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, and Bryce Young. This was CJ Stroud as he talked about his visit with the Texans. Uh, everybody uh, on the front office and uh, had a, a great conversation, asked me some questions, and uh, did I feel like I, I did really good in the interview process with them, and uh, looking forward to uh, going going deeper and deeper, a uh, better relationship with them. All right, so those are. A couple of guys, Anthony Richardson also spoke, and and, uh, and and Will Levis as well. But, Clint, when we look at the quarterbacks, we've heard a little bit of audio there. I know you've listened. For the people who haven't heard everything from these guys today, what is it, what is it that jumped out to you hearing from these quarterbacks today? What what what, what jumped out to you? Yeah, look, I I think um, there's several things. I think I think Bryce Young, I think he sounds like a pro. I, I think he sounds like uh, Nick Saban. Has has um, I, I think I think kind of, of said before in terms of being 
just a, a great person um, and, and saying all the right things, um, very genuine and sincere. Uh, it doesn't sound like Bryce Young is is um, again regurgitating some statement or messaging that that uh, that an agent or somebody uh, gave him. And so, look, I, I think Bryce is is doing. Uh, what I expect him to do, very thankful, looking forward for the opportunity, um, happy to be where he's at. So not a whole lot from Bryce Young. Um, C.J. Stroud <laughs> and Will Levis are the two for me that uh, th- those two guys appear to be executing a plan show. I mean, that, right? those, yeah, I mean, it seems like they've been – those two guys have been told um, – Hey man, you got to make some waves, and I mean CJ's up there talking about he's been the best player in football for two years. He's a ball placement specialist. Talking about Vic and and Michael Vic and and Deshaun Watson are uh, guys that he's looked up to, um, and and you know so I mean it's, it's like he's trying to 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 push something out there, making sure he tells everybody how good he really is. And then Will Levis, and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have it in front of me, but. They asked him why he's throwing, why he chose to throw at the combine, and he said, "Because I got a cannon, and I'm looking forward to showing it off." Um, he got some real JP Lossman vibes going on with Will Levis. Oh, if man, I'm being honest, I'm gonna be I, serious, man. He got drafted. He got drafted by Buffalo in them bad jerseys. Bad, but look, you remember JP though? JP, everybody. This is before stuff went viral, but everybody took note. This dude was comparing himself arm wise to Brett Favre, and at the time, Brett was the strongest arm in the game. And Brett was playing that off-platform stuff, and it was one of those like, man, that's that's a big t- that's, uh, You think highly of yourself. You think really highly of yourself. Will Levis has got some real J.P. Lossman vibes, um, in my opinion, with with those kind of comments right there. So, um, yeah, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll you're we'll, right uh, though. It, it seems like those two, like C.J. Stroud, literally a ball play. I'm a ball placement specialist. There's plenty of film to showcase my accuracy. He said yeah. he's been the best player in college football the last two years. Someone on the trailer wheel and frame text line said, it's hard to do both, but CJ sounds fake and disingenuous. Both. Like it's very it, it, it the is, same thing. It, it is a <laughs> – yeah, it, it's, it seems – and I've thought this about CJ, and, and I'm, being, I'm being critical, obviously, but – like, it just seems like he's not super comfortable in his own skin in front of a camera. Um, I'm not quite to where Seth Payne was in that promo that was running. <laughs> but he's trying, I, he's trying to defend against that. Like, he's yeah, going I, I, Yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not there yet, but I, I, don't, I don't buy – I don't buy the, the – uh, what am I looking for? The, is it bravado? The, 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 yeah, the, the confidence or the I, confidence – Slash cockiness yeah. that he's trying to, to roll with. Yeah, I, I don't I don't buy it. It doesn't seem to be real natural to him. I, I look I, I think the kid's a great player. I think he's the best quarterback in his draft from from the pocket on time and, and from a pro style perspective. I, I think he's the best quarterback in his draft. Um but I, I, I don't I don't buy I don't buy the vibe that he's putting down. Now I I'll say this too. I think he did say one thing which I was glad to hear one of those things where I'm, I'm I, it kind of confirmed my what I what I thought was going to be best for C.J. Stroud because if you remember C.J. Stroud waited a little bit longer than the others to to uh, declare for the draft and he did say I don't know if it was in a meeting or if it was on in his his time at the, on the podium or in a private interview but he did say that he 
he was strongly considering going back to school, which I've said multiple times. I think him and Anthony Richardson both would have, in terms of quarterback play, transitioning to the NFL, more ready to play. I think both of those guys would have benefited greatly from another year at the college level in their system. But nonetheless, here we are with these four quarterbacks. Um, I I just, I don't buy CJ's kind of selling of himself. Um, I don't, I don't like tactic. Those two are taking, I I, I buy Will Levis's cocky, almost arrogance. I mean, I I think we've, we've seen that from time to time throughout his couple of years at Kentucky. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out, man. I I, I just. As somebody who who kind of slides on the the cocky side, don't mind the cocky side. Who's that you? Myself. Oh, okay. It, it, it didn't feel. It didn't it didn't feel right. Which one, CJ? Yeah. It, 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 yeah. it didn't feel like it felt like it felt because these were not questions that like he pushed it. Yeah. It wasn't like no like nobody nobody said to him, Hey man, do you feel like you're the best player in the draft? I mean, like he he just came rolling through. I've been the best player the last two years. And what you said about Bryce, it wasn't very much for Bryce, but what it was is every GM, every coach, every owner's dream, yeah. right there, everyone, and, 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 and that's it, what I love to hear. It will show it was. And I'm good it, with people it, being themselves, but just just saying. Yeah. How, but it was very accurate to what Saban has has put out. It was very accurate relative to what we've seen. You know, the few, the handful of interviews that that I've seen. I'm sure there's a lot in terms of in, within the organization, the, within the program at Alabama. But what I've heard on the biggest stages from Bryce Young is is what we saw. It was it was very genuine, very authentic. Um, whether you like the soft spoken, um, thankful for everything messaging or or guy, that's that's up to you. But it but it's it is I think who he's been, and and who everybody expected. Like C.J. Stroud's up there defending Justin Fields. Like I mean, he ain't no damn running back. He's a quarterback. That's his team. I'm like, well, what, what, what are we doing? Like, well, I mean, like, I, I get it. And again, right? Yeah, no, no. And, and again, like, like I'm cool with, like, you get up there and, and and if that's you, then then that's you. Go do it. Go 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 defend everybody and 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 beat your chest and tell everybody how good you are. I just don't buy. It doesn't appear. That didn't sound like that. C.J. Stroud. I. I, I didn't. I haven't gotten that vibe from him and over time like, or or now. I just wonder how that like if he's. You would think he's doing his meetings very similar to this with teams. You would think like you would think he's like if he's going to the podium saying this. I think he's probably going to these meetings yeah. with uh just to to really push across a high level of confidence in himself, a belief in himself. And I wonder how that's going, how that's coming across. Yeah, you know, the the frustrating thing to me is like, I, like he don't need it. Yeah. Like, like I, the, I think authenticity is, and maybe uh, he is being authentic. It's it, like it doesn't come off though. That way. Well, but yeah, but even so, so even if like I don't, I don't think like I, he doesn't. He doesn't strike me as a guy that needs to get up there and tell everybody he's a ball placement specialist and he's been the best ball player. And, and I mean, bro, you're 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 a top five quarterback. Everybody knows how good you are. Like you don't need to get up there and tell everybody how how great you are specifically to ball placement and being the best quarterback in college football for the last two years. And I mean, it's it's one of those to me. It's like like 
What? I already knew. I already knew what people were going to do before the ball was even snapped. I just, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just, it doesn't like one. It, to me personally, it doesn't seem authentic. And two, it's definitely one of those where like you don't need to go that route. Like you don't. You're you're you're, you're C.J. Stroud. Your your film speaks for itself. It's incredible. Like you don't. You don't. Now I I did like which I thought was part of their the plan he was executing was he talked about he wished he would have used his athleticism more in college and and got outside the pocket and did like he, he even mentioned like he did against Georgia. like he did against Georgia. now I think I think that's worth mentioning because I think that's a fair like hey as we evaluate you we got one game worth of you moving around and making plays and putting the team on your back it it may be worth mentioning that the other stuff is just it seems like it it's it, it borders on arrogance uh it, it borders on cocky it it it's one of those where it's like hey you, I don't know that you need that. Yeah, yeah like Will I, Levis, I firmly believe that that's just that's just who he is. Like he, like he strikes me as a dude that he's going to straddle arrogance and cocky all day long, and that's how he's going to play the game. Yeah. All right. Uh, D'Amico spoke the other day, and there's something that he said could be nothing, or it could be something. We'll let you uh, decide what it is, and uh, we'll let you hear our thoughts on it. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents Clint Sterner and the Show. Oh, folks, an hour from now, Rom-Com Friday, baby. The I'm proposal, ready. This is your first one, isn't it, Chris? Your first, have you ever seen The Proposal, Chris? Uh, I don't think so. Are you not a Rom-Com watcher? No, no. You really. suck, man. Nah. I'm sorry, but I can't even strong out of me. <laughs> I think the better question is, is, is your old lady? Yeah, she is. Well, but, you, right. you, you, I'm, I'm going to do you a favor. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, just it's easy, bro. Pick pick a rom com once every couple weeks and, and make it a point. Make it your idea and make it a point to sit down with her. I di- I, I didn't do it for forty five years. Show talk show show set this thing up and I've made my wife's day twice in in the last ten days, Chief. Yeah, just follow yeah, I'll follow along. Follow It'll along. go a long way, Chief. Follow It'll go a long way. What he oh, has to watch the proposal. You. The proposal. Sandra Bullock, Ryan Reynolds, Brett, Betty White, Craig T. Nelson. It's a good one. Really good, good film. He's gonna get. Oh, he said he gave it a really good a little preview. Yeah. He's gonna give you uh, his breakdown of it coming up uh, in an hour from now. So stay tuned for that. All right. Um, uh, D'Amico spoke uh, the other day to the media, and we hadn't gotten your thoughts on this. But uh, I, when you hear it, listen. Tell me if you think this is a big deal or not. He talks about one Jimmy Garoppolo. Listen to what he has to say, the glowing things he has to say about Jimmy G. Yeah, in 2017, uh, and it was a, a rough year there. We started, I think, 0-9 that year. And you saw when we acquired Jimmy and towards the end of the year, you saw a quarterback came in and we won five straight games to end the season because you know, we added a very talented guy at the quarterback position. So it just teaches you that when you do have a, a bona fide quarterback, it helps you win games, helps you be successful. That's right, talented and bona fide quarterback. I said the other day uh, they were 0-9, and then Jimmy put on his cape and flew in and saved the day is basically what D'Amico just Mm. had to say. Now, Clinton, we've heard D'Amico and Nick say, hey, we got one quarterback on the roster right now. Now, they don't mention Davis Mills by name for some reason yet, but they said we got one quarterback on the roster. 
Both of them said that. Said it it's refreshing, come. isn't it? It's refreshing. The last one was putting a C on his chest before he uh, before the season ever started, and these guys won't even mention his name. It's refreshing. That's my sorry, captain. sorry, Davis. It's just the reality of the league, man. That's my captain. That's what Lovey said. But we've heard them both say we've got one quarterback on the roster, and they both said this could be filled probably both in the draft and free agency. Him saying that about Jimmy Garoppolo is that nothing? Just a passing comment. Uh, him explaining a situation and giving an example and just so happened to be Jimmy G who is somebody who is available and that he's been with the last six years or is this something? I don't. Well, I think it's something. I don't think he's giving us a peek behind the curtain, but but it is telling us exactly who uh, or how he feels about Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, uh, you know, he said he used the 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 phrasing very talented and bona fide. Uh, in 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 his description of of Jimmy Garoppolo and what he meant to their ability to win ball games, and so the fact that he happens to be available um, tells me that there's there's a, a real possibility of him being in Houston, which which I am I am a okay with. So I, I'm for the record, I, I am, are you? Well, yeah, with no, Bobby look like Bobby Slowick being the passing game coordinator. What you just heard D'Amico Ryan say about Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I'm I'm going to assume that that there was a a relationship, probably a really good relationship with Bobby Slowick and and Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo being the Houston Texans quarterback uh, through this transition, I, I I could see happening. Um, in fact, I, I w- I'll be honest with you, I, I would be disappointed if I heard that that they're not even interested and that they're not even looking into it. I would be disappointed at this point in time if the if the Houston Texans brass, Nick Casario, uh, all, all the powers that be, D'Amico Ryan's, all the staff, like if they're given who they hired, top to bottom, the offensive staff and D'Amico, I, I think it just makes too much damn sense to to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo if it makes money sense. Obviously, it has to all like he can't be asking for Daniel Jones money, forty five million. But but you know if it all makes sense, I, I I would be disappointed if if they weren't at the very least flipping that stone. Now, to me, what <laughs> what concerns me is when you hear talented and bona fide. Yeah, when I hear D'Amico talking about very talented and bona fide, and and I think we got a, a pretty good feel for what Nick Casario thinks of Jimmy Garoppolo. Back to my fear of Jimmy of like him being a long term answer. Like that's that's my fear with and has been my fear with Jimmy Garoppolo from jump. If you want to bring him in, be a bridge. You want to bring him in now with D'Amico and be a guy that speeds up the the install and 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 get yeah, get you back to being competitive and these guys over here at NRG, man, it's been a while since they've tasted tasted winning. Like real legit, we got a shot to go in and win a bunch of ball games this year. Uh it's been a long time since they felt that. They need that sooner rather than later. I don't know if D'Amico can sit around and and juggle quarterbacks for a couple more years with with, with this locker room in the as fragile as it is. I know Nick can't. Yeah, uh, the, the, great point. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know that D'Amico can. Pretty sure Nick can't. You're right. Uh, that, so I don't. I don't know that that Jimmy's not a really good idea. But again, my my concern after what I just heard and what was what was my concern originally is if Jimmy's a guy that you're going to come in here and you're going to bring Jimmy in instead of drafting. Bryce or CJ, you're going to bring Jimmy in instead of potentially pursue Caleb Williams next year. You're going to bring Jimmy in 
instead of like go, Jimmy's the fix. Yes, Jimmy's that's, the quarterback. That's for the, the next part. four or five years or something. Like that's that. where I got to pump my brakes. Jimmy's good. Um, Jimmy is is uh, would be I think a good fit here. Jimmy would be a good bridge the gap. Jimmy Jimmy would be even worth paying a little bit more money to than he probably could make elsewhere because of what he would mean, in my opinion, to the transition. But uh, if he if he is the guy where you're saying, all right, the next four or five years, like this is this is who we're going to run. With. Yeah, yeah, we're that's that's, that's like, tough, like the, man. Like Tennessee did Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, so show, like, show one year. I'm, I'm thinking about now. Think about it now from the Bobby Sloak perspective, right? Is you know, if if him and Jimmy have great chemistry, I've talked about it all the time, it is unbelievably powerful when the quarterback and the offensive play caller see the game through the same lens. If Bobby Slowick and, and Jimmy Garoppolo do that, it's just one more feather in the cap, if you will, of bringing Jimmy Garoppolo to Houston. But I just, for whatever reason, I personally can't get to a point where Jimmy's your franchise guy. Jimmy's the guy that you're you're expecting long-term to be the answer. But right now, hell, you give me about two more minutes in this segment, I may be able to talk myself into into be, him being the guy for the next couple of years. That's, see, I agree with you. I, I don't have a problem him being the guy for a year or a year and a half. Like if you, like if you want to draft a quarterback, like if you want to, if you say, "Man, I want to go uh, receiver," you know, receiver or D line something with the first two picks. And hell, your your thought is let me let me see what Hendon Hooker is. I'd even be all right with like Jimmy starting and and a, a quarterback sitting behind him for a year and watching and learning the yeah. offense through him. But I, I I'm with you. You know, like there's a ceiling to Jimmy, and there was a ceiling to Jimmy when Jimmy was younger. You know, there's a ceiling now. You know the injury situation. He's just not someone you can you can say is the answer. He is the answer, but he he could well, he could you, be he could be the guy right now. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I think it's what, like like if he's a short term like roll of the dice because your staff and him are familiar with each other. There's chemistry there. Then I don't really care so much about the injuries. I don't care so much about like, hey man, the last team paid him a bunch of money and they were trying to ship him out. Like, what's wrong? Like, there's something. I, I just I guess one of, one of my big hangups with Jimmy outside of the injuries. And the the there's just not a there's not a wow factor like a put your team on your back and go and go win it. Uh, the biggest thing like if 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 Jimmy Garoppolo if you get paid eighty million whatever the hell it was sixty eighty million whatever it was, and you get handed the keys to an organization and y'all win a bunch of ball games, and then the organization tries to move on from me. You like if that dude was like the the man in that locker room. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, what's my man, big left tackle out there? Oh, Trent Williams. Trent Williams. They'd have, went, they'd have said, nah, hey, hang on a second now. This is our dude. We're one game away from a damn Super Bowl. Hang on a second now. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's something there's something that I'm missing with Jimmy on that front as well. So, there's several reasons why the long-term thing scares me. But the short-term, Band-Aid, quick fix, bridge quarterback, I, I could get turned on pretty quick with that now. Yeah, um... Folks out there, I advise you not to do what I did yesterday. I let Anthony Richardson's highlight video get all in my mind and is completely trying to force myself not to change my thoughts on what I had about Anthony Richardson. That's me. But then somebody who is well-respected as a quarterback guy, 
felt completely differently than I did. We'll let you hear those takes and those sides coming up next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Damn, we lost DMX. Damn, we lost Earl. Yeah, man, that was back in the day. You ever been to a, you ever been to one of his concerts? I did not. I never saw DMX live. No. Wow. Ooh. I could only imagine. Damn, he takes you through a anybody who has ever seen a DMX concert. He takes you through like a a whole just different amount of emotions in yeah. his set. I can see that. I mean, I his wasn't as bad. The one I I saw, he will because he'll take you. He'll go. He'll go and pray for about. 15 minutes? I mean, hard, man. Like any deacon in any church will pray with such emotion, half naked, but praying. And then, I mean, he is. I mean, what'd you say about, who'd you say? Was it Cody Johnson gives everything? Leaves everything on the stage, oh man. God, I mean, every drip. DMX I mean, did, huh? Oh, my God. Earl, I can see that. Earl was letting it all out. I mean, sweated. I mean, Earl had to. I mean, I mean I'd mean, i love to see, like, if he had a Fitbit. Back on during his time, like or, or a heart rate point, monitor. To see what I'm, I'm, how much, how many calories he burned during a concert. Uh, but uh, but no, man. Um, listen, I t- I told myself, Clint, that I was not going to do one person, and you know we do this all the time. But one person that I was not going to watch any kind of highlight tape on or anybody was Aunt Richardson. I told myself I wasn't going to do it because you know you can watch a highlight tape and it just suck you in. But of course, it's designed to. You get to see all of the amazing stuff they do. That they do all of the great yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I was listening yesterday and uh, I saw this on NFL Live and they were talking about because one thing you talked about, you said, "Boy, the thing with Anthony Richardson that you really look at is is the upstairs, the mental part of it." Sometimes you would see him on the sideline and he looked like nobody was home. That's the big part for him. Well, ESPN, Matt Miller, he was on NFL Live talking about Anthony Richardson and the interview process. One of the things that Napier told me this week, though, Matt, is how intelligent Richardson is. I'm not sure that that actually gets as much credit as it should, but teams are noticing here, right? Teams are noticing, and it might matter more than how fast he is or how strong his arm is. I talked to a handful of scouts last night who had been in interviews where they had all four of the top quarterbacks back-to-back-to-back. Every single one of them said Anthony Richardson is the best quarterback interview they've had this year. Some of them say he's the best quarterback interview they would have had last year. He is crushing it in the interview portion. What happens behind us on the field is important. It's fun. That's why we're here. But the interviews are why the players are here, and he's crushing it. So if you can win the combine as a quarterback, you do it in these meetings, 15-minute speed dating that they do, and he's crushing it right now. All right, man. That's a... All right, as you said, he's got to do well in that interview process, and it sounds like he is crushing it in a major way. So when I heard that, I said, well, let me go look at this. Yeah. yeah. Plant, man, I'm telling you out there right now, some of you have done it. I'm telling you, if you have a thought about about Anthony Richardson, don't go watch his highlight tape. <laughs> don't go watch his it's... highlight tape, Clint, because it'll suck you in. Yeah. There's a few <clears throat> times on there he can do the things that you question about accuracy and Man, he'll make he'll make you start thinking differently. I told you yesterday. I don't think I have the, I don't have the balls in me to pull the trigger. But when you go watch 
like when you really go watch the things that he does and what you're saying, like it all translates because he's running away and running over the top athletes in in all of college football, guys that are playing at the next level. And it is insane. And now we're hearing, as you said, it's key. You said one of the things, I got to go talk to Billy Napier, and we're hearing Lord Rutledge talk about him talking about his intelligence and all of this, Dan Mullen. Like this is starting to come together the way that Anthony Richardson needs it to come together. There, there's two things with Anthony Richardson, right, that that stand out. And I, I think it's it's the the ability to to process, the ability to to handle uh the game of football at high level college and at the NFL now, uh mentally. Ultimately, all things that 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 encompasses, right? Um, whether it's the the ups and downs of a ball game, adversity, uh, success, uh, uh, processing um, the the X's and O's from a mental perspective, like because he's only played a handful of, of games, and because through some t- there, there was a roller coaster ride, like severe drops in his play, and when that happened, I'm more I, I, as I said before, I it. It's more concerning to me the look on his face and kind of how he handled the sideline in those moments than it is that there were ups and downs. I, I anybody, trust me, I've played in that conference. I've played uphill in that conference, meaning that most of the time we played, the dudes on the other side of the of the ball were bigger, faster, stronger. It, it, it's and, and at Florida right now, contrary to popular belief, that they, they, he didn't have great receivers like Florida typically has. So he was playing uphill to some degree versus a lot of the the better opponents. And there were there were there were big time moments and there were big time lows for Anthony Richardson. So I, I'm not concerned really about those. It's more about the mental state in those moments. I need to talk to Billy Napier. I need to talk to Dan Mullen about those moments. Is is, is he's super smart? Cool. Knows the X's and O's. Process as well. Okay. Emotionally, mentally, in those moments, can he handle playing the quarterback position? That's a huge thing, right? That has to be answered. And then number two. This afternoon or tomorrow, whenever they throw, whenever he throws, are they throwing t- today and tomorrow or is it just tomorrow? Just, all, I, I all thought it was Saturday. I okay. Think. Well, like they, whenever he does throw, like the accuracy issue that has been, that's been talked in circles, right? If he's accurate on air, we need to put it to bed. Like we, 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 we need to put the whole, and I don't care. On who, air? Yeah. Yeah. If he's accurate on air, if he's accurate when there's no wheel spinning, when there's there's no defense out there and he can consistently hit targets, then he's not an inaccurate passer of the football. If he can do it on air and it's not a problem when he's throwing routes on air, when he's throwing at targets, then it is it is 100% a mental game of knowing the offense, knowing what the defense is doing, having conviction in, 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 your, in your read and having conviction in your throw. That's that's a different animal that can be fixed with a better understanding of the game, with a better with with a that's a better a different coach, uh, coaching the game, a clearer understanding of the game, maturing and developing. If he's got the accuracy problems that everybody talks about, we will see them tomorrow. We and I, I look I, and I I don't I don't I disagree with the accurate accuracy issues. I don't disagree with some of the flaws mechanically that that don't allow him to throw the football with touch at at as an elite level as his arm strength is or his quick release is or his arm talent is. 
that that you know what I mean? So like that needs to be that'll all be ironed out. I'm not ready to go there yet with Anthony Richardson, but I believe he can stand here and hit a bullseye target with impressive pace, carry, velocity. Uh, I believe he can do that in a big way, and I think he'll do it tomorrow. Well, somebody who doesn't believe that, <clears throat> Greg Cosell, who is is one of the most respected guys in the NFL in terms of his evaluation of quarterbacks uh, and, 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 and does big evaluations and talks with a lot of good people about it. This was him and his thoughts on Anthony Richardson. Now, if every coach I've talked to and said, what's the first thing you look at when you look at a college quarterback, the universal answer I get is accuracy. Richardson is a very inaccurate quarterback. He's scattershot. You don't know. I'm not sure he knows where the ball's going. There's no nuance and subtlety to his game. He, he does not have a lot of reps in college football. It's easy to say he should have stayed. He chose not to. You have to find out what kind of kid he is. Whatever you want to call it, you know, does he have that? In speaking to a coach today, he told me that you could see that with Josh Allen when you interviewed him when he came out, that Mm. you knew there were issues with Josh Allen in terms of accuracy and other things. But after spending time with the kid, you walked away feeling like this kid's got something within him and it's going to come out. You'd have to find that out about Anthony Richardson. I also spoke to another coach who basically told me he was unwatchable. He is a difficult guy to watch at times, by the way. Most of the time when you draft quarterbacks high, no matter what teams say, those guys play. He's not Josh Allen to me at all. People say that because of the size and the the gun. But to me, he's not Josh Allen. You can make the argument that when you watch him on tape and think a little more conventionally about quarterbacks, that he's not very good at all right now. Wow. Wow. And then I'm, that, I'm, look, sitting, that, I'm sitting next to a guy here who claims to be uh, in the top percentile of quarterback absolutely. coaches in this country. Absolutely. Your assessment of that. By the way, he says a coach said he's not easy to watch. Well, I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm currently watching him. <laughs> he, is, he is easy yeah. to watch. Look, I, I think a lot of what Cosell says is is true. I like Greg Cosell, by the way. Does it does it a good job? Um, listen to a lot of his content. He's um, – I agree with a lot of – he should have went back to college. Is it hard to watch 70% of the time? Yes, it is. Um, but there's do, – do coaches look at, at accuracy? Maybe – is that the first thing that he hears? Very, very possible. Is he inaccurate? Yes. So was Pat Mahomes. Um, you know, so was Josh Allen. Um, and to his point, like, I, you meet with him. So was Lamar. Time, yeah, especially coming out of Louisville, a, a ton of them were. It, you, you know, you you meet with him, and just like everybody met with Josh Allen, and then walking away from Josh Allen, like, ah, oh, there's something there. Like, I, there's something there beyond just accuracy. Like, we we can we can get that right. There's there's this from kid's the got first a little clip we played. Clearly, there is yeah. something there. Yeah, what people. Are yeah, saying. yeah. So I mean, I I agree with a lot of of what he says. I, I just I just don't I don't know how you look at Anthony Richardson as it as a whole as an entire package and go, he's not very good. Like that, 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 that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I agree with a lot of the, the, the comments, um, the, the, a lot of the unknowns around Anthony Richardson. Um, but, and I've got my biggest concern of just the, the look on his face on the sideline and what that could possibly mean during adverse times. That's as big a red flag for me as you can have as a quarterback. I don't know if he'll be able to overcome that, but only Billy Napier, Dan Mullen, and anybody that sits in a meeting can tell you better than me or different than me, right? I don't know if Cosell has sat 
sat in on Anthony Richardson and, and met with him, and, and he came to the conclusion of, boy, this guy just doesn't. He's just a freak athlete. He doesn't have anything, he didn't bring anything else to the table. He's got he's a freak athlete with a whip. He is not very smart. He's he's not a leader. He doesn't have the the mental the, the mental and emotional capacity to deal with what uh, an NFL quarterback has to deal with. Like if you sat down and you feel that way, okay, I'm not going to tell you you're lying. But if you haven't sat down with me, it's hard for me to get to a place how, where Cosell is at. How good a coaching has he got? Well, it, obviously not very good. They've been fired, and the other one, the other one, <laughs> but you I can mean, argue failed. Know, it, it failed been, in year one. You've seen a little bit of Dan Mullen and and, and the staff. Well, Brian, there. I mean, for me, I'm trying to remember. Brian left, right? Brian yeah, was in Philly. Um, so I can't. I don't know who Dan Mullen hired. I think Dan Mullen is one of the, Dan Mullen is one of the better quarterback coaches that I've been around at the college level. Um, he he is very very now whether you agree with like what he coaches or what he teaches I don't want to get off in in those weeds that's that's a different animal but like he he gives his quarterbacks his quarterbacks are going to get attention um, at least the times I've been around him his quarterbacks are getting quality coaching and a lot of attention and they're getting a lot of work drill to drill in practice a lot of coaches you go and they don't you don't you don't see any they don't they're not developing guys. They're just letting whatever whatever habits take shape during the year or during the off season. They're just they're just trying to trying to play with it. Dan is Dan is different. Um, so they I'll put it this way: I think he's gotten a lot of attention. And I I don't know Billy Napier personally. I know he's had a lot of success before he went to Florida. I don't know him personally. I didn't cover the pro, either program that he was that he's been a part of. I've heard unbelievable things about him, um, in terms of 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 developing talent. I, I don't know why a guy that talented was playing behind Emory Jones last year. Concern of mine. Like, I don't get it. Like, he's so freakishly talented and so much better than Emory. Like, it had to be, hey, he's just young and not ready yet mentally. And then when we do see him play, there's a lot of, hey, he's young and not ready, not there mentally uh, in his film last year. So, we'll see what ends up happening. I damn sure can't get where, where Greg Cosell is in terms of him not being very good. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't add up to me. Yeah. Several players who met, uh, quarterbacks who met, uh, with the Texans, you'll hear what they had to say coming up next. And uh, the Astros had a game today. They won, but the pitching, whew, the pitching was a little rough. It's spring training, but we'll let you know what happened there in West Palm Beach. That's coming up next on The Drive.